Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell! Quarantine Bell. Bellantine. Quarant Bell. <laughs> Quarant Bell. Actually, we're not as quarantined as we once were, because of course Texas has uh, has opened up as we record this particular podcast. It's at least uh, in, uh, partially true. I think that's true for a lot of different markets around the world. Uh, things have started getting back to normal. Uh, well, not back to normal. I hate well, that. You can't say it. Yeah. You can't say that. The well, new normal. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and I mean, at least in Texas and Austin, the, the number of cases haven't like decreased day to day. They're still increasing day to day. So there's that. And I'm of the opinion it might not be the best idea, but. Oh, no, the surge is definitely hitting hard, man. Like, uh, you know, my wife works in healthcare, and they have seen. Uh, definitely kind of, you know, record numbers of, of folks coming in. It's um, but, you know, the the big thing that we were fighting, you know, we were talking about this beforehand, but the big the big goal was less about, you know, killing covid and more about flattening the curve and allowing for, you know, uh, healthcare industries to be able to prepare. Uh, and so now we're able to hit this a lot harder than we were before. That being said, man, I, I, you know, it's 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 not great. It's not a good situation. Yeah. <laughs> it just isn't a good situation. Um, but the reality is, is that, um, yeah, I think, I think the cases will, will continue to rise. And, uh, but in the midst of all that, it does seem like some things are going back to normal, including television series, uh, starting to make their plans to begin recording again. And, you know, you know, if the TV show is going to start recording again, then something tells me, Bell, we should probably start recording again too. Or at least, you know, from time to time when there's like a buildup of news as there certainly is this week. Um, before we dive into all that, we want to let you know that, of course, we have been uh, providing a, a little bit of a, a public service to you guys. Uh, for those looking for content on Tuesday nights, we have been doing Flashcraft, uh, which is our uh, attempt to create or recreate uh, Star Labs in the world of Minecraft. We've been tw- uh, streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv or slash York as well as twitch.tv slash seedhd. Um, you can actually join us on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Central Time. And then we're also, uh, we, we just started uploading a couple of the videos to, to YouTube as well. So we'll be sharing that out via our social media channels. And uh, yeah, just hang out with us. It's very free-flowing conversation as we also try to figure out math. Uh, so it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of like this show, except it's with math and, and instead of science. Yeah. And, you know, making circles in, uh, you know, with with meter blocks isn't the easiest thing in the world no it ain't easy it ain't easy but we're figuring it out but anyway so uh you can join join us there uh look for the hashtag flashcraft for for more information uh okay so yeah man we've got this is gonna be a little bit of a different kind of show obviously because we're not reviewing an episode and we are kind of uh presenting a a good amount of news we don't necessarily have the the usual segments but man i think we should uh, go ahead and give them hit them with the news flash news flash 
All right. So, so much news, Bell. There's so much news, but but I, I feel like we should do that thing that we should normally do, which is just jump to the big news, right? Like why, why bury it and talk about all the little things? Why don't we just go ahead and dive full on straight in without any thought to what the repercussions may be down the road? I think that's what we need to do, right? I mean, it sounds like a great idea. Just, you know, just put it all out there. Who cares? Who gets mad by it? <laughs> of course, we're talking <laughs> about uh, the news uh, that broke, I think, this morning as we record this podcast. Uh, it, may, it may have actually been yesterday. yesterday. That's right. Uh, that uh, that Hart- Hartley Sawyer, the actor that portrays Ralph Bell's favorite character, uh, has been fired from the show, uh, of course, uh, due to a number of tweets uh, of a racist and misogynistic nature. Um, now, the tweets occurred several years back. However, having now combed through them, uh, well, you know what? Let's just go ahead and, and just present it as is, right? So he's been let go because of these tweets. Uh, the studio has kind of made some uh, uh, kind of some comments about it, as uh, Grant Gustin has also kind of uh, uh, took to Instagram and kind of shared his his agreement with with kind of the the direction the show took it with wanting to remove Hartley. Uh, and then Hartley has also kind of expressed his um, you know an apology and and kind of a desire to to grow and learn and. And that sort of thing. So we're not, you know, a lot of times when we see kind of these social media breakings or, or something of that nature where some skeletons come out of the closet, uh, you know, a lot of times you might see the the actor, the creator, whomever they are, um, get really mad and kind of push back and kind of double down. And then you some Louis C.K. cough. Well, and then you see some people who who, you know, say like, yeah, you know what? This was a, this was a rough time in my life or this is something I. I was immature, whatever it is, and I, I'm trying to grow and learn and kind of accepting responsibility, which in all of the nastiness that kind of is this situation, I do appreciate the level of accepting responsibility that Hartley seems to be portraying at the moment. Now, whether or not that's just to save face or if it's sincere, uh, who knows? But uh, but we're not here to speculate on that. We're here to, to talk about the impact on the show. Now, that being said, Bell, y- your thoughts. What you know, You made mention of the fact that this seems quite familiar, like this almost exact scenario seems to resonate with something across, uh, the, uh, the, the, you know, the comic book pond over at Marvel went through a similar situation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. James Gunn, uh, had a very similar situation and, um, uh, you know, his, his tweets were more like pedophilic and like weird like that. Whereas Hartley's were, you know, racist and misogynistic, both are unacceptable, um, James Gunn got fired for it, which they should have done. But, uh, in, in his case, I don't, I don't know what his argument was. It was, you know, oh, it was a long time ago, kind of like stuff like that. But, you know, some of these aren't very old tweets. Um, and yeah, he, he was fired from guardians three and then he picked up another movie from that and then got back guardians. So I don't, I don't understand that. Uh, mentality of that like if, if if you're coming out and you're saying that this is our like 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 like, like cw has said you know we we stand for inclusivity and diversity and uh you know all of these things we want uh you know our, our cast members and all that kind of stuff to feel safe and comfortable on set um that's why they let him go i think marvel had a similar kind of thing that they said where you know we don't tolerate this kind of behavior and then they go and they rehire him so i know there's a huge public outcry and stuff because people like guardians movies but it doesn't make sense to me if your stance is we don't tolerate this kind of behavior to then tolerate it. Well, all right. So here's, here's where I would kind of, you know, draw a little bit of differentiation. I mean, you mentioned, of course, kind of the, the impact on, you know, the cast and, and the folks that are working there. 
I mean, almost everybody kind of compared with James Gunn, who did say like, yeah, this was dumb that I did this. I was trying to be funny. I didn't, you know, and just kind of admitting his own immaturity. I mean, shoot, go back and look at some of James Gunn's work. I mean, his immaturity is all over the place. No, no offense. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, that, I mean, <laughs> that, was the, that was the kind of filmmaker that he exactly. was. Right? Like, and, that, and that's what he said in his apology. And like, I don't get me wrong. Like, I. I, I I want to believe that Hartley is 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 being you know truthful, and he says that he, that he that he is a changed person. I really I really want to believe that. I um I, I hope that that's true. Well, um, so this is so so two things on this. One is it's very interesting because as we've kind of dealt with kind of the the nature of we you know we we have a, this backlog of social media going back decades at this point, and as we've kind of as a society tried to figure out you know what is can, cancel culture like how do we you know, how, how does that work? And, and is there room for growth? And what does that even look like? Um, you know, it's, it's an interesting, and then from a, you know, from a business standpoint, you have, you know, large, uh, companies that are trying to be mindful of, you know, the people that are creating their content and also the people that are consuming their content and then trying to kind of figure out, okay, what is this? Um, you know, it's, it's interesting to me because I mean, like, you know, with, you know, <laughs> And I don't, I don't mean this in, in kind of a, a derogatory from, from a career standpoint, but I mean, like who exactly is going back on Hartley Sawyer's Twitter handle? Like, does he, he just have this like massive fan base? You know, I, that's, that's, that's a little odd to me that that's the case. It almost makes you wonder, I mean, this I'm about to put on a little bit of a conspiracy theory. You almost wonder if like, this was actually like they had this on him for like a while and then they just needed him off the show. <laughs> that's, that's full on <laughs> tinfoil. Don't quote me. Don't put that in your YouTube videos and say, that's the case. That's just, that is just me shooting in the dark. I don't know. It just seems odd to me because in my mind, and this is as, as somebody who is, you know, a, a fairly prominent flash podcaster, Hartley Sawyer is not that big of a star. I just don't think that he has that massive of a fan base. I, I could be wrong, but it just seems like an odd you know, an, an, an odd deep dive, you know, of, of all people, why this guy, but anyway, that's, that that's neither here nor there. Uh, the reality is, is that, you know, there is an aspect as we kind of evolve with cancel culture and kind of how do we properly hold people accountable while also kind of allowing room for growth. Uh, and what does that look like? Um, I don't think there's a set answer there. And I don't think that the, you know, clearly we, we definitely don't have that answer. And I think that honestly, as a, as a society that's adapting and and growing alongside social media, it's kind of something that we figure out and there's going to be bumps and hiccups along the way. Now, the reason why I don't compare this as a one-to-one with a James Gunn is because in the James Gunn scenario, I think it's less about the fact that James Gunn was more popular. And I think it has more to do with the fact that he did own his comments and he did, you know, he did uh, uh, kind of acknowledge the, the immaturity and kind of the level of growth and all that kind of good stuff. But moreover, the people that he was working with were like, yeah, this is not reflective of the guy we know. Like, we, we actually yeah. want him back. Um, and this, this isn't really a fair comparison. And so if you flip that over back over to The Flash, I think the fact that Grant came out and been like, yeah, this, is, um, this was a good move. I think that's kind of telling to the impact of like, okay, well, maybe we're not actually not dealing with that different of a, of a Hartley Sawyer than who he was several years ago. Um, maybe there is actually a level of discomfort that, you know, uh, who knows? I mean, again, this is more speculation, but perhaps the, the, the overall tone that he kind of presents himself amongst his cast members or his coworkers, uh, kind of reflects something very similar to the comments that he made in the past, possibly with a little bit more of a filter, uh, than, than he had, you know, previous, but that's the big differentiation to me. The fact that he would have somebody, that it, you know is working alongside of him rather than say go to the mattress is like no this is not reflective of this man be like 
yeah, this is probably a good call. Yeah, and I, and I think that, like you said, that's the that's the big discerning difference, right? Is that in James Gunn's case, yeah, he made a bunch of like you know immature bad stuff. He owned that bad stuff, and then all of his cast members came out to support him to say this is not who he is anymore. Uh, if he was that person to begin with, that's not who he is now, and we support him 100. percent And I haven't seen that on the Flash. I haven't seen any cast members come out to say no, no, no. Hartley is a changed person. Um, he has grown on the show, and like whatever, blah, 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 blah. No one said that, and you know. If, if if Grant Gustin's not going to like, <laughs> you know, I don't know, take your side, then perhaps you're right. Perhaps there is some other things on set. And I, and, and that's probably, you know, uh, uh, a, a reason there is, is you, you want your cast members to feel to feel safe. Right. Like and if and if somebody is saying these kinds of things, like these deeply misogynistic things that he that he tweeted about, like as a female cast member on that show how could you feel comfortable working with that person well and you know you 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 know you you may you know be listening to this and be like guys you're you're putting too much on what you know on grant coming out and and supporting the thing maybe he just doesn't want to associate his brand with this content as well and it's more of a business decision well, well fair point but i would kind of mention that like he could have also just said nothing you know and let it be a studio decision and stand out of it and and been fine one way or the other i think you know like like i said i think that if 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 there was a if if the tweets that were kind of uncovered were not reflective of an aspect of who he is today and if he was like completely different from that or if he had kind of grown from that or if you know or something of that nature i think we would have seen more of a support from those around him the same way that james gunn got so i like yeah anyway that being said bell the the big question you know from our standpoint is what does this actually mean for season seven? What does this mean for the Flash and the DC universe as a whole? Because while we've been gone, some other big news has happened. Uh, Batwoman is being recast. The uh, the title character being recast after its first season. I don't think that has ever happened. People people have kind of sent me different thoughts on this, but I don't think that that's ever happened in television history. Yeah, it's it's really interesting that one. Um, and there's a lot of different. I've I've heard, I've read multiple different things about why she quit. Um, the the environment in working on the Arrow shows is like really tough, and she you know almost paralyzed herself in a stunt uh, that went bad. Um, and so you know there's other things there to start to start thinking about where it's you know if I were to injure myself doing this, like my career's over. Maybe this isn't the best fit for me. Um, the hours aren't the best. Um, you know. I don't know. And and so there's a lot of different reasons as to why she did it. I don't think we've had like an official kind of like. No, we've not quite had an official, you know, from Ruby Rose's camp as to like what the what the the primary reason is. At the same time, I think as, as kind of speculation has kind of um, congealed a little bit and we're starting to get a little bit more of a picture here. You know, one of the things I think that has been one of the most. um I, I think the one that holds the most weight for me is the fact that, and I, I don't mean this, and I mean this with no disrespect to DCTV, but Ruby Rose is kind of above this career-wise. In fact, when she was, I mean, like, no, I'm serious though. When she was cast as Batwoman, everybody thought that it was like, wow, that's a that's an interesting step for her career at this point. Um, and so, you know, having kind of the extreme. Uh, you know, extreme kind of uh, uh, requirements that, you know, doing the superhero series has. I mean, obviously we recently heard from uh, Stephen Amell on, uh, on 
Michael Rosenbaum's podcast, kind of sharing some of the stress that it, that exists there. Even Grant kind of did the same thing. And so we know that, yes, it is a stressful job, but on top of that, it's a stressful job that, you know, she, she probably doesn't have to do unless she keeps doing it, in which case she may get kind of tight cast in a little bit more of the, um, you know, and have to kind of re-break out a little bit. So I think it made sense from a career move on her part um, and, and, you know, on a personal level, but it is just setting things up so that the, the, the TV universe, the DC TV universe as it stands is looking very, very different. We're almost having a post-crisis crisis or a post-post-crisis uh, universe coming together here, um, which will be interesting to see how it plays out. Now, at this moment, I do not believe it has been confirmed as to what the plans are with Ralph, if they're planning on recasting the character or if he's just going to you know, disappear or, um, or what have you. Granted, there's been so many different changes uh, that will need to occur because of the way that COVID hit the recording schedule. You almost wonder if they're going to kind of pull some sort of, you know, um, Barry changed the timeline, you know, Flashpoint-esque mulligan of, uh, you know, maybe maybe we start off in a scenario where he risks it all to go back and, you know, pull Iris out of the mirror universe and as a result, there's some significant changes to the timeline. Maybe, for example, we don't have an elongated man anymore. Maybe we have an elongated woman in the form of Sue Dibney. And so instead of the Sulina Kyle route, she ends up becoming more of an amalgam of the two characters, utilizing kind of a similar power set, which I think would be kind of cool. Um, you know, it's we do know, I think at this point, that Sue is making the move or will be kind of transitioning into more of a series regular type of role. Um, I don't think that the loss of Ralph will end that. I think that to some extent may solidify that. And, you know, if I'm being totally honest, Bell, you know me, I, you know, whenever I hear that a, a character is leaving the show, it's such a weird scenario because typically it's like, here's 30 new cast members. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and, and, and so here's the interesting thing as well. I, I don't know if you kept up with legends this season, but um, this is, and this is spoilers for uh, the current season of legends. If you haven't, you know, finished the series, but um, so at the end of the season of legends, they're fighting the fates, like the Greek fates, right. And the Luma mm, fate mm. and uh, they lose. And the fates take over and they make this like crazy totalitarian, you know, uh, uh, universe where there's no free will. And then the fates uh, or, or eventually the legends are like freed from this. They're, they're, they're stuck on TV. I know it's the legends. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> but they're, they're, they're stuck on TV shows and they get freed from that. And then they go and they fight and they destroy the loom and they restore free will. And of course, you know, it's one of those things. We were talking about this on our podcast, Legends TV Talk, where where's Barry? We're Supergirl uh, when the Greek gods take over the world, you know, and there 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 is massive changes to history uh, in in this season finale. And so, I mean, maybe maybe you can tie that in be like, oh, there's crazy stuff going on. Barry's got to fix this and then, you know, do what you were saying there. There's also a much simpler route of just saying, oh, yeah, I chose a new form. I'm I'm elongated, man. I can be whoever I want to be. I'm just going to be this guy now. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, I mean, it's, it's possible. It's very, very possible. I think, um, you know, they may, they could pull from that. I think that does make some sense. I think that if you look at, you know, how the flashpoint fed into the new 52, um, you know, I, I, if I'm remembering correctly, that was never, that was never the original plan. Like originally flashpoint was going to be a self-contained story that was just kind of going to get back to normal without significant changes to the timeline. But instead, at least for for a while there, Flashpoint was kind of considered, you know, it was used as the basis for why we even have the new 52. 
Um, and it really almost kind of fundamentally rechanged the way that people viewed that story. Now I know that's been retconned like three or four different times since then, but, uh, but you know, that they could be in a situation where enough needs to happen across various shows, not to, you know, just plot lines alone, not to mention recasting and, and kind of characters needing to, to disappear. Um, I think, I think that would make a lot of sense. So sure. Why not? Why not pull from the legends? You know what? Barry gets blamed for everything changing why not have it be the legends for once yeah you know the legends ruined it this time and it's not and that would be that would be a funny little thing to have it's like hey it wasn't me this time it wasn't me this time yeah exactly like oh that was this was all you guys you know i i do kind of question what really even tv is going to be in a post-covid world um before uh the night before the news broke about hartley uh i remember i actually i had a dream i actually had a dream about it was actually but it wasn't hartley it was it was grant gustin uh, not being fired in disgrace, but pulling kind of a Batwoman and wanting to just leave the show. And, you know, them kind of scrambling, trying to figure out whether or not there'll even be a new season of The Flash or if they, they're going to rethink, you know, cancel all the DC TV shows and and try to build something from from the ground up. And as I woke up and I was thinking about like just that like possibility, it made me really wonder about like, well, what 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 is TV going forward? Because we've got now for the last several months and and for a significant amount of time to come, people not really turning to television for entertainment. Netflix, streaming services, YouTube, Twitch, whatever it may be, is really kind of becoming the primary method of consumption. And those have vastly different business models behind them, which allow for obviously unique ways of content creation. But, you know, I I just, I wonder if we're looking at a season seven that concludes what has been the flash up to this point and anything in the future is very different. Or if, dare I say, uh, there'll even be a traditional season seven in the future. Now, as I mentioned at the top of the show, they are beginning to kind of get things ready to, um, you know, to to reshoot and get kind of the ball rolling there. But yeah, I'm I'm just kind of curious, man. I, I wonder if if television is has fundamentally changed, but we won't know it for another year. I mean, yes, you're right about Netflix and streaming, like like. I, I, I would differentiate Netflix from YouTube, um, Twitch, and various other content. I'm just talking platforms. about in terms of like like our our. I'm talking about us as as consumers, less so than like the production side of things. Well, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I don't know because a lot of people watch TV shows on Netflix. <laughs> you know, right, right, right. No, you're right. But what I'm saying is though, like, when are we going to see another season of TV? You know what I mean? Like, when are we going to see that? It's not going to be on the traditional television, you know, um, uh, scheduling. And by the time that that actually occurs, are we really going to tolerate as a consumer base uh, waiting every single week for for a new episode with like 30 gazillion commercial breaks in between? I, um, I'm, I'm with you with commercials. I hate commercials. They're terrible. But I don't mind waiting a week for shows. Like, sometimes binging things can be exhausting. Um, like I binge Breaking Bad and like, that's just such an emotionally intense show. It's kind of hard to watch multiple Mm. episodes back to back. Right. And so, you know, and, and there are, there are other shows similar to that. And with the flash, you know, it's one of those where if there is a bad episode, you have an entire week to get that taste out of your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Fair point. And I'm not saying that there's a lot of bad flash episodes because, you know, like last season, even though the, the, the tail end of the season wasn't, you know, the best is a lot of people. Oh, first half of the season is phenomenal. Yeah, first I mean, half is great, a- right? Absolutely incredible. 
But could yes. you imagine like one of, one of the couple episodes where, where even both of us were kind of like, eh. I mean, where's where's the desire to watch the rest of it mm-hmm. aside from being a completionist, you know? And so when you have that week in between things, then I feel like and, and, and this is what HBO did with with all of their shows. You know, no, you're right. You're right. You know, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, you're right. The the space in between. But again, that was with, you know, a streaming service and no commercials, which means that like they had to make it great because like if it's not phenomenal, then it doesn't even matter. You know what I mean? Like there's some great shows like HBO is a great example, right? So like Game of Thrones for the first several seasons, incredible Westworld. I mean, you might argue that it's hit or miss. I would say that Westworld season one is, is some of the best television in the history of television. Season three is incredible, even though it's a completely different show. And, you know, I, I actually, uh, you talk about shows that, you know, are, can, can be a little overwhelming to binge. We were actually just recently, um, last night, my wife wanted to start, uh, gosh, what's it called? Oh, succession. Has, have you heard of succession from HBO? I heard of it. I hadn't seen it. Oh my gosh, it's incredible. But I binged that thing and it is one of the most depressing things to binge ever. <laughs> like like you just feel like you you need to like like rinse your soul afterwards. It's just so horrible. Uh but I mean like fantastic writing, but I mean just awful. <laughs> yeah. And, and and like I I think that COVID's not really going to change a lot about TV unless advertising changes. Uh and because like you know adver- advertisements are are what generate a lot of money for um uh for for tv shows and stuff right and so you know if people prefer to have fewer advertisements then i think and and people stop watching television because of the advertisements then i think that's gonna you know drive changes on how to monetize television and i think that's going to be the biggest the biggest driving factor is lower viewership because of less of a desire to sit through ads I'm very curious, man. We'll see. We'll see. I think there's just a lot of unknowns. And I think that I think that anybody looking towards the future of television and expecting it to be what it was before, I think that's a naive thing, like a visual to look through. Yeah. Uh, or a way way to see it. Um you're right. Maybe it won't be that much different, but I do think I do think that there is going to be some significant changes, not because uh television changed, but because I think we as a consuming audience have have changed without even fully realizing it. Um, and I think that's going to, I think, you know, you and me, man, we're, we're probably a bad example because obviously we, we do stream a lot. I mean, you know, even like the latter part of the season, the episodes I was streaming on CW, the CW app and that sort of thing. And, you know, wasn't even able to catch them live anymore. And even the episodes I catch live, I was only doing so because of the desire to be part of the live tweeting. You know what I mean? Like the, um, and, and, you know, I love watching them live cause I do love the live tweeting and, you know, getting, getting snarky from time to time. And then also, you know, getting, getting that meme game on for sure. But, uh, but beyond that, like the average consumer that is still looking at appointment based television, what little is left of that is probably decimated by the time this is all over. I think I know I could be wrong, but I don't think so. So we'll see. Yeah. It's certainly going to be interesting. All right. Well, one way or the other, man, season seven uh, will be a thing. And of course, uh, we do have some confirmation on who to look towards for the big bad. You know, it was widely speculated that at the end of this season, there was going to be a twist involving the reverse flash. Uh, however, it does seem that uh, that Godspeed will, in fact, be um, the season seven big bad. Now, whether or not this is the full season big bad or if they're going to split the season as they did uh, this this particular season and and do it more of like he's the the villain in the first first half and then we get somebody else in the second half which I hope is the case 
Um, what we know about Godspeed so far, of course, he is sending these, uh, you know, these these drones out to go and attempt to collect speed. Um, they've been trying to hunt Barry to steal his speed. Now, of course, at this point, Barry doesn't have very much left. Uh, you know, I think the the most recent one, the quote was, "The one who sent me wants infinite velocity," um, which is an interesting interesting request. Uh, to go for infinite velocity. We have seen that velocity has adapted and grown and gotten better from eight to nine to ultimately X or 10. Um, and we also know that team flash is hard at work at creating an artificial speed force machine, which having gone back and watched some of the videos of man, that thing has a lot of like white lights, you know what I mean? <laughs> not red, not yellow, but flashing white lights. So here's a little speedster speculation for you, man. I think Cisco is going to create Godspeed. Oh, send him back into the past kind of thing. Well, I think that he like, so if we assume that Godspeed is in the future, sending his drones back to the past Samurai Jack style, that uh, Cisco is actively, act, you know, creating the Godspeed of the future or the artificial speed force that will ultimately result in the creation of Godspeed. Cause I don't think that artificial speed force is for Barry. That's well, okay. So if, it's interesting. I like where you're going with that, but how does Barry get his speed back? I th- well, Barry is is the speed for. I think there's going to be some. I still stand by the notion that there will need to be some sort of sacrifice to to reignite the speed force. That something will have to become the lightning uh, in order to be the speed force. Now, I don't think it will be Barry unless we end up in a scenario where Grant Gustin's going to leave the show. In which case, you know, he becomes that for for Wally. You know, I thought that perhaps we might see Wally be that. I still think that that's probably a good option. Um, the notion that Nora could somehow come back uh, by machinations of who, who knows what and be that that lightning um, could be incredible as well. But I do think that somebody like a, there is going to have to be a speedster that will have to reignite the speed force by kind of being that lightning. Uh, that's my that's my assumption. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, Kid Flash already left the show once and he's come back. I mean, maybe they could utilize that and uh, have him be the sacrificial speed force starter. But I mean, yeah, I don't think they're going to kill Barry. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't think that's going to happen either. I, you know, Wally, Wally makes the most sense. Um, you know, Jesse obviously was was wiped out in the crisis. We we have you know, we don't know whether or not she's going to be back when we kind of uncover the multiverse, given the fact that. You know, obviously we've got Mega Wells showcasing that Harrison is somehow in Nash, which I still think is a little weird given the fact that we do know that there is a multiverse. Um, but the implication there is that Jesse may in fact still be, you know, maybe there is a version of, no, there's no version of Jesse on this earth. So yeah, so we don't know, we don't, we, uh, Jesse's gone. So she, it's not her. Uh, Nora essentially is gone. However, in a post-crisis world, there may be a reason why she's not. So I, I, I don't know. I think, I think, uh. I think that's a possibility, but no, the biggest one for me is Wally. Cause you know, they're never going to make Wally the flash. It's unfortunate, but they're just not going to do that generational aspect of the flash family. Um, and so, you know, the character, he's, he's not a series regular. It doesn't seem like either he or they want to, you know, bring him back as a series regular. Um, it is fun whenever he shows up, but at the same time, that costume needs a refresh and they don't seem to be wanting to refresh it. So yeah, man, I think um, I think he makes the most sense. It does give him a Barry Allen esque kind of demise and setup, and I think that that is, you know, I think that's a, a good, that's an honorable way for a speedster to go out is by becoming the lightning. Um, so yeah, 
I don't know. We'll see. But that's that's I, I think that's what's going to end up happening. I think Barry's going to get the speed force back because Wally's going to sacrifice himself to to bring it back. Um, and I think that what they are actually doing is not creating an artificial speed force that will help Barry in any significant way, but in fact create uh, the Godspeed of the future and or the Godspeed of the present who might go to the future and then send people back to the past. Man, that's 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 awesome. Like one way or the other, I'm just excited that we're like heading back towards speedster villains and time travel because I have missed speedster villains and time travel. Yeah, it has definitely been lacking in recent seasons. Yes. So yeah, there you go. That's my theory, man. But so let me ask you this. So do you think the artificial, like you seem very skeptical about the notion that the artificial speed force is not going to impact uh, Barry at all? I I feel like artificial, I mean, (laughs) that's not the speed force, right? Like that's not Barry. That's not the flash. Um, So I, I I really, I like what you're saying about, about the, the artificial speed force actually being what creates Godspeed. And then like a realization you know, halfway through the season that that's what it is. But maybe, maybe it's something like this where Barry utilizes it and he gets speed from it, but like it in the future creates Godspeed. And then that that's like a halfway through the season, they figure that out and they're like, Oh crap, we have to shut it down. But then how, how is Barry going to get speed? And then that's, you know, Mm. leads to some kind of conflict where he finally is able to rekindle the speed force either via, you know, him. He wouldn't rescue Iris halfway through next season. I wouldn't think. But I'm thinking it's something to do with Iris. Like there's some kind of um, there'll be some sort of reconnection, rekindling of the speed force with Iris and Barry uh, because, you know, she has his lightning rod. And so that's kind of where I'm thinking it's going to go. But I mean, uh, Kid Flash being the jumping off point, the sacrificial point to like, you know, do that. I could see that going as well. But I, I do like the idea of the artificial speed force being something that creates Godspeed. I don't like Barry using this artificial speed force henceforward you know yeah yeah we'll see we'll see i'm 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 that that's the kind of like cliffhanger i'm looking forward to i mean we've got you know iris uh kind of becoming one with the mirror verse and so what what the implications are there we've got mirror master uh up, up in the real world taking uh, control of mcculloch technologies um, you know, a lot of loose threads, man, a lot of loose threads that are out there, but, um, I'm, my hope is that we tie them up quick because like I said, give me, give me back to those speedster villains and those time travel stories. That's what I want. Well, speaking of that, how many episodes do you think it's going to be until we're, you know, until, um, Iris is back to normal and we're on the main storyline of season seven. I think this, this note, this news about Ralph is probably the most significant like X factor here because they may find themselves in a scenario where they really need to, you know, sweep some stuff onto the rug real fast. And if they're going to do that anyway, then why not take out a lot of plot lines too, you know, and just like, Hey, let's, let's just clear the deck and, 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 and have a fresh start here. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I was assuming maybe three episodes tops. Um, but I, it could very well be one episode. It could be before the, the opening title card even rolls in the first episode. Um, it could be half a season. They might stretch it out even longer. <laughs> uh, you know, so there's a lot of what directions they could go with it there, but I really do, man. I think that, that, you know, the implications that Hartley leaving has on Ralph and thus the team dynamics as a whole. Um, yeah, that's significant. Yeah. Yeah. That's significant. So, um, it'll, uh, it will be interesting, but there you go. We will continue to follow the news. Of course, there's some other stuff to talk about the, uh, the Snyder cut. Apparently that's a thing. So we'll be we'll be watching that and uh, looking for 
uh, updates as that goes along. You know, the Snyder Cut actually becoming a HBO series. Now that that is interesting to me. Maybe there will be a Snyder Cut uh, TV talk, or it'll probably just be a mini series we do on Flash TV talk uh, once once that series comes out. But I, I I feel like we owe it, man. That's our rose colored retrospective. Oh yeah, uh, to be able to go back and and rewatch the Justice League movie. Uh, through through the lens through which all the fans who have been supporting it have wanted to see it through, and so I think we 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 owe that rose colored uh, tint as we you know get to that stage with the Snyder Snyder cut. I'm just yeah, it's you know I, I get HBO Max through my cell phone subscription, so that's nice. And I don't know. I mean i I have a hard time thinking that it's going to be any different or any like there, there, there's zero possibility in my mind that it's like a wonderful masterpiece. Holy crap. This is the best like thing ever. And I'm more inclined to think that it's probably going to be worse. You know, I, I don't want to be negative because so many people are so happy about that. And, and, you know, I, I, you know, with everything going on in the world, man, I think that there's a, if, if, if you find the Snyder cut to be a little bit uh, of, of kind of some self care happiness, why not, why not enjoy that for what it is? I'm not taking it away, man. I'm not taking away the Snyder Cut. I think it's great that that they're that they're getting the Snyder Cut. They wanted it for so long. They're convinced that had Snyder been at the helm, it wouldn't have been such a you know CF that it was. Um, and and maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. I was not a big fan of Batman vs Superman. Um, I, I think I like Justice League more than Batman v Superman, which is what I'm basing that off of. Um, Batman v Superman was just absolute trash. I'm sorry to the people that liked it. I did not. I thought it was awful. And um, Justice League. I tell you what. No, 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 no. This is too much negativity. I hear what you're saying. I'd go, go, go. Finish your thought. Finish your thought. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and that, that's all I'm basing it off of is that Justice League I thought was a little bit better. And I don't know if that's due to Joss Whedon. I don't know if that's due to Snyder. I don't know. And maybe that will be answered with the with the Snyder cut. We'll see. Here's what I'm proposing. I say you and I at some point. We go back and we do a full-on DC film retrospective, but it has to be a rose-colored retrospective. Sure. Now, now for those that are not familiar with what I mean by that, back in the day, Bella and I did a podcast called Panel to Screen. And that was a podcast about movies, comic book movies, and it was a novel concept. Nobody else in the entire history of the internet had ever thought to do a podcast about comic book movies. We were <laughs> we, we were, we were pioneers on the yeah, pioneers in a space that honestly still nobody's doing, which I th- I find uh, tragic. Um, also, that's not true. There were already a million podcasts like it, and uh, it was the most unnecessary show on the internet. Uh, but it established the baseline for what ultimately would become Flash TV Talk. And from time to time, as you you dear listener know, we we like to put out some panel to screens on here. Back then, we would talk about the news more so than reviews, but we would do reviews. And occasionally, when there wasn't much news and there wasn't a new movie, we would do what was called a rose-colored retrospective, where we would go back and pick a fairly universally hated or panned comic book film, and we would look at it through the most charitable lens possible, talking specifically about what we liked, uh, not not touching on to the negatives about it, just really just enjoying it for what it is, and and... Then at the end of the episode, we would we would kind of choose one thing if we could change one thing about it uh, that could have maybe ch- altered the course of history for the way it was interpreted. What would that one thing be? And uh, so we did this for like Angley's Hulk. We did this for Elektra. Uh, I want to say we um, we did this for uh, Jonah Hex. We did we did this for a number of movies. And uh, and so yeah. So I think man, I think that the rose colored retrospective on the entirety of the DC uh, film universe. Uh, the Snyderverse, if, if you will, that that um, that might have some legs there. Yeah, 
It's possible. All right. Well, we'll consider it. Y'all let us know what you think. Is that something that you would like to hear from us? Uh, we've got some time. Like I said, even though the uh, film crew is, is getting back to work here in the next few days and weeks, um, there'll be a very long time before we have any new Flash to cover here. But in the meantime, we also have you covered over at uh, twitch.tv slash York and twitch.tv uh, slash seedhd where you can join us for Flashcraft every single Tuesday at 7 p.m. Love to have you hang out with us there in the chat as we uh, build Star Labs in a digital space that is Minecraft. <laughs> if that sounds interesting to you, you're going to love this. If that sounds weird to you, you still might love it. If you don't like any of that stuff, well, you know, there'll still be podcast episodes from time to time. But uh, <laughs> until... <laughs> Until we do get the uh, more breaking news and or some new uh, new content to cover, uh, we'll keep you posted. But don't worry, we'll be back in a flash. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.